Tell me when we're on. Tell me something, baby. Tell me something good. What's good? Hi, this is the Unsuccess Podcast where we tell me something good. Hi, I'm David. Oh, is that? Hi, David. You're not actually doing the intro? I thought that was cool. Welcome to the Unsuccess Podcast, a podcast where we talk about faith and ministry, or today, just whatever we think of off the top of our heads. I'm David Libby. And I'm Josh Hawk. And we're excited to be here. We, we're we excited. Wait, we're excited to start season five. That's right. Season five. So, it's somewhat ambiguous. Our season endings well, and beginnings. Yeah. So season one, um, we had. There's a theme. We, to we had probably like 30 episodes in season one. And we then on we started. Then we started season two. And I think there were five. I counted one time and I think we did five. And then COVID happened and we decided we let's did, make a COVID season. So there we did were a special season that the season three is like. The most intentional. Yeah, we did. We it was tri- eight. Like that's the one where we. Episodes. That's the one where we tried, and then and then season, <laughs> we had a plan. <laughs> and then season four is the one where I like tried to reach out to celebrities, <laughs> and we did like three episodes. So now we're uh, we're rebooting the show, kind of. I guess did we had more than three. Did I think we did three? We we had McRoberts. We had Reese. Um, we had Jennifer. Did we? Did we do any others? I think um, I. I think we did three. <laughs> no, we did five. Oh, okay. That's a good season. Yeah. Like, see, so we're we got and they were full length episodes. We got six, eight, five, and then our our season one, which was like thirty. So it's it feels pretty good. Like we're being. We're being uh Yeah, because we had Jim Henderson and Jim Hancock. That's right. We had Matt yeah. McCann. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, it, we had Reese and uh It was a good one. McRoberts. Yeah, yeah. Reese dropped an F bomb. That was good. It's it's good it's good when people drop an F bomb on our podcast and we, we have to decide and it's not us. We have to yeah, right. We have to decide do we keep it or do we bleep it out? Keep it or bleep it. That's our new segment. Yeah. So, I mean sometimes I mean yeah, swear swearing is swearing is bad. Yeah. But it sound like swear words sometimes you sometimes it's appropriate. No, you know, it's, like, it's fine. I don't I don't mind it. The only we we've talked about this. Um I don't I don't care. I would rather people just say whatever they want on our podcast and, and be real with us yeah, and it's great. We want to be uncensored. I don't I don't want someone to listen to us with kids in the backseat and then get mad at us. That's what I feel like will happen. Well, wait, and, pause. I don't want anybody to listen to us and get mad at us. I I don't <laughs> think people can be our friends and not get mad at us. Okay. People? All right. All right. Okay. People have been getting mad at me lately and I'm 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 handling it simultaneously better than I ever have, and also it's killing me more than yeah. it ever has. How about this? Like you can yeah. be mad at me, but let's but still be my friend. Yeah. Is well, the fair? people the people that are getting mad at me are like like old people that I don't know lately. I wrote a thing um, saying that maybe mm. Christians should be more truthful, and I put it in the Christian News Northwest. And I was talking specifically about uh, Christian News Northwest is concerned about the gays and abortion, and that's all. And uh, and oh, oh, and occasionally um, they want you to ignore COVID and and not wear masks and still meet together. Um, I'm I'm stereotyping, but only a little bit. And so I wrote in and said, "Hey, maybe we should stop with the conspiracy theories, Christians, because." Conspiracy theories aren't great, and I've had some old people that I don't know write me um, emails saying, you're just trying to censor us and President Trump. <laughs> I, like, what do you do with that? What? I, and- I mean, to, technically, yeah, like I am kind of trying to 
get you to stop saying things that are untrue. But it's not it's not censoring at all. Like you're not trying to actually shut them up. You're just trying to add an, another voice to that. I'm I'm not saying you have to stop saying things that are untrue. I'm saying you should. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying it's better to be truthful than not. But I'm also not going to say that you can't. But I Yeah, we believe in free speech. We yeah, but at the same time like Christians should be honest. Like I feel like that's mm. not that shouldn't be controversial. All right. <laughs> I feel a t-shirt coming on. Christians should be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't like I didn't think that was controversial, but you could wear that t-shirt and and someone would get mad at it nowadays. <laughs> like what what is that? What has what has life become that um we're so partisan now that we are more attached to our untruths than our truths as Christians. Yeah. Is that is that not a problem? I don't know. Well, I I play devil's advocate here, I guess, or maybe not devil's advocate. Play the other side. Um, You're a good Christian, my, siding my, with the devil. My untruth, though, is <laughs> in my mind is a truth. So um, it's not like I'm intentionally speaking untruths. I I would assume that somebody is at some point, but once it gets started, you know, like I then really believe these untruths as as truth sure. um, and and what i'm doing then is um is ignoring what's true and ignoring god's um god's planned leader for our nation yeah and right of course right in, the, in um, their minds so i i don't i don't want to go down that rabbit hole really um Oh, uh, you said we were going to talk. I thought, let's we're go. Into- talk- I'm just kidding. But with that, <laughs> I, I want, and David, you, we were talking yesterday about this. And because we don't, I like staying in like the metaphysical realm, you know, like the theoretical. Um, and, and I've something on that. And I want to pick up on this and going back to your article on, in the Christian news, Northwest, is that Christian news, Northwest? Yeah. Um, I, I, David, I'm, we're, we keep saying that. I David's a published author. They they printed my thing and I'm grateful. Um at the same time I don't endorse that newspaper. I think um, it's bad. And and you've I mean David is also on the Portland Tribune. His pictures on there. He's got a book coming out that we can do a special podcast episode with your book and have like a we're going to have a book release party right after COVID where <laughs> I don't know what um, what I what but, that would be, but I'm happy to meet in a room with people and eat cookies. <laughs> um, all right, so what? Let, let's try to shape this this episode a little bit here. Um, I I want to go back to that, like the hate mail that we you were sure. talking about, and this let's let's call it martyr, like a martyr syndrome, and um, and th- this is interesting to me how you know like you and we can be real now like that keeps you hate mail keeps you awake at night okay yeah so what we were talking about yesterday i i stay awake a lot of nights i have spent most of my week this week it's right now february 10th or something like that february 4th i don't know it's february something (laughs) um it's some is some day in February, and I have spent my entire week, and this is not BS here. I've spent my entire week very, very anxious. I have like diagnosed anxiety, but like this week has been especially like I've been really like with my hands like clenching uh, chairs and and couches and stuff, and I'm 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 really really in really tense all the time. I, there are times I can't talk to people. Um, and, and it keeps spiking whenever I get, um, email messages or phone calls from people who are mad at me, either about this Christian East Northwest thing, which 
like honestly pretty funny messages that I get in that in that case or about the homeless people that sleep outside of our church. I I get those and they stress me out to a degree. And yet I've also been um like there's some of it that feels yeah. good, yeah. right? Yeah. There's it, some in some ways it feels good. That that's what's be, really interesting and fascinating to me. Yeah. To be hated for doing good. Like like there's there's a really good feeling. People ask me like, "Do you want to quit cuz this is stressing you out like crazy?" I've gotten asked that and and that's true. But I don't. Like I'm really happy here and I wonder how much of it is like the ego of yeah yeah people people hate me and it kind of, it kind of feels good to be publicly hated in some ways and and it's weird um i <laughs> i've thought about it a little bit i've got a couple of friends who've gotten death threats like like actual death threats because one of them um it was well actually two people i know it was over like affirming LGBT people in their churches. Um, who else? I know. I know someone else who got death threats over over something related to church, and it. Um, and then I, I I follow some people on YouTube, and they've talked about. They've kind of joked about you can't be a YouTuber without getting death threats. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling you yesterday, like. I've never gotten a death threat and that scares the crap out of me. The idea that someone would threaten my life, but I'm also, there's a part of me that feels like I haven't quite made it because I haven't pissed someone off enough for them to threaten my life. <laughs> Is that super weird? Cause it feels super weird. Yeah. And <laughs> how that like, something we were talking about that that came up david is how like in the different circles how that you know changes so when we're around colleagues when we're around other pastors it it becomes this almost a badge of honor you know like oh yeah i got i got a letter or i got like somebody or the 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 biggest badge of honor is like yeah during a sermon somebody you know stood up and walked out you know like that that did that, did that happen to you not, well, not. I mean, really. I've had I've had people. Walked, yeah, I've had people leave and tell me they're leaving my church, but I've never had a walkout mid sermon. It it wasn't mid sermon. It was like directly. It was right after the sermon, um, like in the middle of the service, um, but like we that as a pastor, like that yeah. that hurts. Yeah, and that keeps me that keeps us awake at night for sure. There's a stress and anxiety there, but then when you when we're kind of shooting the breeze with each other, you know, or like when you're at a pastor's retreat and you're like, there's almost this like solidarity and it almost becomes like, Oh, I can one up that, you know, like I did this. And, and, and so the ego comes into play at that. It's it's fun as hell to laugh about it. You, you got like interrupted during a sermon because what you said, like intersex people exist or something like that. It was, it was, and that's not controversial, but there was like, interruption during and i've never had that and there is a little piece of me that's like man no one's interrupted me yeah and how um (laughs) how how hard that like it never feels good um but but yeah but then there is this like and let's i call it back that martyr syndrome you know like i want to go down on or yeah go down like on in flames or in fire you know like there's something like seemingly heroic about that you know like that i said something that just really ticked somebody off enough that they would leave or that they would send me you know hate mail or um like that and again it it hurts it's not fun it keeps us awake at night but in a different context it also becomes a badge of honor and becomes kind of this ego one of one of my favorite stories i i heard about this guy in seminary and i was like the next paper i write i have to write about him and i did his name was raymond lull he was a missionary in like the uh early 1900s i think maybe 1800s 
I could be way off. It could, I could be off by like a millennium. It, it was 12 years ago. I wrote this, uh, paper. I should find it again. But anyway, Raymond Lull, um, he was committed to being a martyr for Christ. He mm. said, I am going to be killed for the gospel. He went as a missionary, was sent by the church as a missionary, and he um, he spoke these fiery messages so that they would kill him. And the, the people that he went to um, exiled him. So he left and he didn't die. He did that three times mm. where he tried he tried to be such a force for the gospel that they would kill him and they never did and I find that hilarious mm. like it's a super funny story but then as we're talking about this I think of Raymond Lowell and I'm like we can laugh about him but how much do we want to be not killed killed but how much although um shout out to Danielle Mayfield um her <laughs> She was on the Good Christian Fun podcast yesterday, and I listened to it, and she's got a funny story about being prophesied that she would die as a teenager for mm. the gospel. Super funny. Um, that's that's worth a listen. Um, we had her on it. Was that season two? Uh, that was season one. That was season her long one season. We yeah, had with her. It was yeah, uh, super fun uh, girl. She's got a good story. But anyway, um, so so we don't like want to be killed for the gospel, but we, uh, there, there is a piece of us that like, there's some pride in being really, really hated for doing good stuff for Jesus. Right. Yeah. And of course I don't want to downplay martyrs, you know, like that we never want to be guilty of that. I mean, people being killed and murdered for their faith we don't ever want to make light of that or death threats for the sake of that too. You know, like people receiving death threats because they're taking a stand like, ah, that, that is not okay. But we just want, we want to be real with like what and maybe, yeah. Is, is there, is there a level at some point do we pursue after that? Like, do we, I'm going to like, I'm going to make a statement because, because I want to be a martyr. In some ways, it keeps you going. Like it doesn't. It gives like it gives our life meaning. It or doesn't. Purpose. It almost doesn't feel. I I say this right now, having um. I vent sometimes online, and I uh, I kind of wrote a post about how hard uh, um like this week has been for me um, due to some of the hate that I've been getting, and I. I probably shouldn't have written it, but I'm keeping it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but like not having people know how much folks hate you, it almost feels like a failed week at this point. Like if that doesn't happen, if like there isn't a news article that comes out about our church, like it feels a little bit like a failed week or if, or if people aren't aware how hard it's been for us, it kind of feels like a failed week. Not, not well, you know what? I'm not going to defend it. It mm. it's probably ego. It's probably my own pride that wants that. It probably is. And and I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing entirely. But it is there and it it's probably something to notice. I don't I don't know. Like it's it's maybe not bad to want that, but it's weird. It's strange. It, yeah. <laughs> it's strange to want people to know how much you've been suffering. It's it's kind of like how people, um, like teenagers, complain about their boyfriends or their girlfriends online all the time. Um, and you think, man, just stop it. Shut up. Like, <laughs> none of this matters. Um but it matters to them because they need like that same solidarity there. Mm, yeah. Um, I maybe we just never grow out of that. Maybe it mutates from uh, my boyfriend's a jerk and I'm swearing off men forever to I need people to know that I'm being hated for the gospel. <laughs> Those two things may be very similar. 
Oh man, um, I thinking ever since kind of we started talking about this, thinking about Jesus and trying to look for the exact reference, but in the book of Mark, um, so I think somewhere in the middle it says, they say, teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about others, people's opinions, um, for you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. And that, that seeking people's approval. Oh my gosh. Like that is, that is at like the core of humanity sometimes I think. And that like it, the reason why we are, we are bothered or what not bothered. The reason why it, it hurts um, and why we grieve when, when people are upset at us because I, yeah, like I, I don't want people to hate me. I like, I want people, I want everybody to be my friend. And so then, but then I, I wear that as a badge of honor in certain circles because I'm trying to win their approval. Um, you know, so it, Interesting. it's still like in both cases, the heart of the issue is me seeking after man's approval as opposed to God's approval. Um, and I, I don't know. I wonder though, like, with who, who's the guy seeking martyrdom? Oh, Raymond Lull. Raymond Lull. Like, <laughs> in in that to go say, I'm going to go preach so hard so that you know I will get killed for my faith. There is this, and we can't, of course, judge a person's motive. But is that like truly seeking God's approval in that? Like, does he believe so much so that like God's approved with me only if only if I am martyred for my faith Um, and to get to the place in our life where. Where we accept God's approval, not at all by what we do. Um, but we're able to live in that, like that God loves us and accepts us for as we are, which then allows us to speak, speak the truth freely and openly. Um, and, and be able to like receive, you know, complaints or hate mail or people leaving the church or then also in the, on the flip side, be able to like people coming, people like giving us accolades because we took a stand um, to be able to have all of those things, like to hold them loosely for this. So them like not to affect us on a deep level because, because we know we have the approval of God as his children. Um, I don't know. That sounds super idealistic and I don't know how to live there yet. Um, Right. And I wonder, we, we've talked so much about um, Richard Rohr and how he talks about like the ego early yeah. on in life. And, and that's where I say, is this necessarily bad? I don't know. Like it may not be. And it may like, there is a piece of me that also wants to keep beating the drum and telling our story because there are legitimately, um, I've gotten dozens, probably over a hundred messages from people friends across the country and around the world who are watching what we're doing and and saying like our church has been an inspiration to like um their church and wanting to do like bigger things and so like there's a piece of me that keeps thinking the more the more we tell the story about how crazy this is but like how we're getting through it the more I'm like maybe this is helpful. And so it's not like this might just be my own justification here, but there is, there is a piece of it. That's not just searching for my own approval. It's also like trying to bang the drum and say like, there's like, there's something good going on here, y'all. Yeah. And that, that could even be, you know, like, the majority of the reason, yeah. you know, like that there, I'm not actually motivated primarily by my ego. Um, like it actually is good work that needs to be broadcast that needs to be displayed. Right. But like, we would be remiss to 
I think to say that the ego is completely removed from that. Like, oh, for sure. I'm not. <laughs> I, um, I, won't, I, don't, I, I, I won't pretend at I all. I think you're right, though. Like, I, it definitely. <laughs> I think most of the case, like, it's may it's not even the the biggest motivator. You know, like sure. the ego. We're not. Maybe we're not driven as much by the ego. Um, yeah, my my therapist always tells me to go easier on yeah, myself because right. because I immediately go to I'm a bad person. I'm thinking bad things. I'm having egotistical thoughts. Like yeah. I I always naturally go there, and so. Um, there, there. It's probably. I'm probably not um, thinking bad thoughts in general about like um, wanting to just find the approval of other people. But there, there's definitely some of it there because it there is a really good feeling in um, mm. being hated for a good reason. And and I talked with you about like. Like, were I to be fired or were, um, not, not fired, maybe, um, uh, were our church to be sued and this whole thing to be shut down because the community was mad and people to see it, there would be like, it would suck, but there would be some good feeling there in that we were, our church was shut down because we tried to do something good. Whereas if something bad happened, like if I was laid off, yeah, that would just feel bad. Yeah. So there's a but, difference between bad things happening. Yeah. Some of them feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good distinction because like now it's, it does become problematic if we are pursuing things so that we can get sued and we can get shut yeah. down or yeah. I'm going to do something so that I will lose my job because that will feel good. Like yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's addiction, you know, like through and through that's yeah. this like drug that's feeding us, um, you know, to be like, wow, that, yeah, that's problematic. Um, and I, and, but it can get that way. If we, if we let it go unchecked, yeah. um, you know, like those feelings, those good feelings we get from, you know, being harassed or receiving hate mail or like whatever, like that there's a drug that it's, it can be a drug and like, let's call it out because if we keep it in the dark, it can build and build and build to the place where then we're actually intentionally sabotaging things because because we get addicted to that feeling. Yeah, well, and how many huh. how many people in like leadership roles um do really yeah. crappy things oh, um, man. Yeah. over and over and and like when you're on the outside you're like oh that person's unhealthy. <laughs> like why would why would they make a decision like that? Well, it like there it's, is cuz there, there's a high, there's a drug that they're chasing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and huh. So it can, yeah, it can become a huge problem. I just, like, David and I are not psychologists. Like we, we don't, we're not, but, but there is, I like, think there's something there. Like, we're there's smart. Something, there's something here. It's not like I, it, this whole conversation started when I realized there was a piece of me that felt a little less than because I hadn't received death threats. That's a weird thing. <laughs> like it's, I think it's okay to say, it's weird that I um, look at someone like Adam Phillips in in a little bit tiny amount of envy because he's talked about receiving death threats and I haven't received a death threat. Um, I don't want to receive one. Please don't send me one. I think it would mess me up to know. I but it's that's a super weird thing. Yeah. I want to um I want to go back to an image you used of I think this quote popped up in one of our early episodes um but David like we're we're not we don't have the answers so David and I are definitely not professionals on this topic um and so we're not in the boat throwing you a life preserver but we are 
in the river or the ocean with a life preserver and we have an extra one or we'll share ours that we have. We're, you know? we're floating with you, but we don't, we can't pull you in. Yeah. So we're like <laughs> anything that David and I say, <laughs> just know that is coming from that context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, it's really interesting. Like, and to, to be, I think again, to be able to be real, um, to be able to examine those feelings um, and yeah. And to know that that's not the case for everyone either. You know, like we're not making a statement that says, Oh, this is everybody, you know, has this, it's like this innate human desire to be persecuted or suffered. You know, like it's not what we're suggesting, but we're just like in times when we've, yeah, when we've experienced negativity, like it, there is something that feels uh, affirming about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, it really, really does. Um, and, and again, this is coming from two white guys who's on, like, we've been on the dominant side of power right. most of our lives. So. Right, And but we've also, we both grew up very evangelical, and we also both, or like not, I mean, evangelical is a, but we definitely grew up in the church in the nineties and there's definitely a, um, uh, sort of white evangelical church yeah. persecution complex that, yeah. that, that like that's just put on you in that. Um, and it, it's starting to be noticed in yeah. general in, in our world today and that's, how much like, like trouble that that was, but there was definitely, something um from as small of an issue as um you need to be ready when you go to high school because they're going to teach you about evolution all the way up to you might die for your faith and i like i i don't want to diminish people that are actually martyrs like you said but at the same time i grew up a straight white kid in klamath falls oregon None of that was ever going to happen to me. Hmm, yeah. Maybe the evolution thing, but I also that, believe in evolution, so it's fine. We <laughs> we talk with uh, um, we talked with Leonore. Um, what's yeah. her last name? Yeah. Is Ortega Till. Ortega Till. Yeah. Um, she's the saxophone player for Five Iron Frenzy. She's on the the next episode. I think episode two, season. Five, um, <laughs> we, get we. these numbers straight. Um, but she, she, th- this last year, you've been in conversation with her this last year. Um, uh, and you were sharing some of your struggles and, you know, some of your doubt and like, oh, this, how hard it is. And she's like, oh, now, now you want to quit? <laughs> now it's too hard for you, David? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she was talking specifically, I was saying, like, how hard I had um, thoughts of, like, and y- you should really listen to the episode because she, she says it way better. But I was I was having trouble with, like, the white evangelical church and their attachment to uh, Donald Trump almost, like, in a messiah role rather than a, than a president role. And, um, and she was like, you know all of the problems that come with um, the church attaching to Trump. Those have been there for a long time. You think the church yeah. ha- just started being racist? You think the church just started like um, harming harming people of color, immigrants, uh, refugees? You think you think that this all started now? And she she like uh, started stepping back through history, and I was like. Okay. Okay. Point taken. <laughs> yeah. Because so this is this martyrdom, you know, complex is I I think it is only because because of the positions that we and because of because of the place in society that you and I like take up. Um and I I would imagine not not that I'd imagine I I know for those you who are a minority, like that's a different, it's a different story. You know, it's like, it's like telling a woman who is being beaten and abused by her spouse to say, Oh, there's something that feels good about that. 
isn't there? You know, like, no. You say, that's, no. That's no, not that's what just we're, wrong. That's not what we're implying, and I never want to make light of that either. And so I think I think some of this, David, is like our reckoning of of the the place of privilege and and power that we've had. Well, and also it's kind of a like we're brought up being told um you might you might suffer for the gospel and you get that for 36 years and now you're starting to um be attacked for doing good mm. for Jesus. Yeah, it kind that, of, it kind of feels good because we were set up uh, to yeah, to have wow. that happen. Again, wow. this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. And for those who like were have been born into that, mm-hmm. that's not the narrative. That's not the case. You know, like it's uh, I I think of like li- the liberation theology. You know, like for those who are born into captivity or suffering, you know, um the the message is very different the message is looking at scripture the message is you know like Moses and the Exodus like god rescuing you from slavery but for those who are born into freedom the message is that of like first peter where you will suffer for your faith you will be persecuted um and how both of those are both of those are biblical narratives and both of those are truth. Um, but they're, they're different realities for different people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, um, what the, maybe if there was a message of this, um, conversation because, because really we were just sort of, we were just sort of talking about the, the, how how strange it is to uh to kind of feel good about being attacked for um <laughs> for for doing good but it is um i mean something we kind of wanted to bring to light mm-hmm. um and yeah. so i i'm sure we'll dig more into this as we go because like <laughs> i mean quite frankly people are still hating us and i'm I'm feeling a little bit more open to say hard things and to speak hard truths, and that usually makes some enemies. Um, I, I'm and, not. I'm not trying to like. And I love to talk when, you, especially when there's a microphone in front of me. Jo- Josh likes to. Um, uh, Josh has always liked to piss people off a little <laughs> bit. Like you're, you're a debater. I'm not. I like to instigate. You like to instigate. I'm. I'm sort of like I've been here at the church for six years now. Actually, over six years. We passed February. Woo! Over six years for me. But um, we're in February. We didn't pass February. I know, but we passed February first. Okay. That, that's my six year mark. So, uh, um, I should get you a pin. And I remember you should six year pin. <laughs> yeah, button, a button. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I I remember when pen. I got here, like how how hard it was to speak truth. I would do it, but it was incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, and I think it just, it just takes some time to settle in. And it, it took me some time to realize, even if I didn't, um, the people who were going to get pissed off at me would get pissed for something else. So, so I might as well say the thing that I need to say. <laughs> like, if there's if there's something that's demonstrably wrong that needs to be called out, I might as well do it because if I don't, um, like it doesn't fix anything, and the person's gonna get mad anyway. So going back, going back to Jesus, where or what was spoken about Jesus saying, Jesus, you're. You're a teacher who doesn't seek the approval of others. Would you say, David, in your six-year tenure here in St. John's, are you at a place now that is more about like seeking or not not even seeking God's approval? Because we, as children, we we of God, we already have that innately. 
but where you're seeking people's opinion and approval less now than when you first came? Man, that's really interesting. Um, and so I, like, I just want to make sure your trajectory is no, no, the right it's, way. No, no, it's good. Um, here's, here's how I'd frame that. I definitely came in um, very, like, trying... I've trying to be very spirit led here, but also, um, I definitely did have like, I, I, I definitely wanted people to have a good image of me. Mm. There, there was that, um, to, to sort of spoil a little bit of what I'm, I've been thinking about doing next. Um, I, so I I went through a massive massive um faith crisis about 4 years ago, maybe 3. You were you were right in the middle of that, Josh. Mm-hmm. You I remember talking to you and thinking your head was going to explode when I when I sort of um said all the things I was I was having trouble with and you didn't even flinch. Um <laughs> Probably because, like, it's just a natural thing to, like, have these huge faith crises. Um, and, and so, like, during that time, I think I was more concerned about how I was seen because mm. I was trying to... Um, like a lot of what I was doing here, um, it's like, it wasn't performative. Cause I actually like the things I talked about in church and stuff, I, I very much meant. Um, but I also didn't want people to see what I was wrestling with internally, you know, yeah. like, like doubts about God. Um, and I've, I've come to peace with quite a bit of that. And so in that light, I think um, I, I just care less about what people think about me. Um, on the other hand, because we're doing stuff that's in the public eye, hmm. like they're like just because we're doing stuff that's in the public eye now, um, that's a that's a hell of a drug. It is. It just is. Like once once you're on the news once, it feels really, really good. Once you've been on the news like five times, you kind of want more of it. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying it yeah. is. And, and I'm noticing that. And so, like, whether I care about what people think about me, um, in general, I'd say that's less but i also i'm i'm noticing the um the internal effects of enjoying hmm. um <laughs> in enjoying being in the public eye and that's hmm. that's a that's a strange thing um i know those two two things may not go completely together but they but still connect like they're they're connected approval. yeah they're connected sure. in some way i care less about what people think about me but I do enjoy that people are thinking about yeah. me. Maybe that's maybe that's huh. the way to put it. Anyway, I, I was talking about like what's coming next. I right. I was going to bring I, us back. If I you think did. I'm I think I'm ready to like start writing more publicly about mm. that process because I've noticed um, in smaller conversations with people, um, it's rare to have like. Uh, a faith leader at all be honest about those yeah. um times and it's it's also pretty true that almost universally faith leaders go through those times and so i like those the <laughs> i don't know if it'll be well received or not but i feel like it it's just sort of like a thing that needs to be more brought to light and so yeah, that's. I kind of um, want to go there. So as we think about season five, maybe that will uh, 
that will be a theme that kind of em- emerges. Maybe. Um, we talked Maybe. about I mean, where in the books David is kind of working on uh, kind of putting together what we're calling St. John's Church University. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of the, like, one of the classes or one of the arms in that is... Um, it's like a doubter's it's, class. It's a doubter's or a, class, yeah, faith in crisis. Or I might, or, I might steal um, Jared Bias when he was a pastor. He did a class he talked about called "For Skeptics Only," where he didn't allow yeah. uh, Christians at all, and and like like it was more of an extreme version of like a doubter's or a questioner's class. And I I like the idea of exploring faith um, without it being like without evangelism having to be a piece of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, there 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 always seems to be with classes like that an expectation that you're going to save people through this and and um I don't want something like that to be like a bait and switch cuz when I'm going through the deepest struggles of my um faith I'm not looking for a bait and switch. Like it needs to be real. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what I'm thinking. Um, we, we interviewed AJ Swoboda a while back. Yeah. Um, and he has a, a new book called after doubt and like, it's right. It's he kind of did what out. I was just talking about. Yeah. And it's coming <laughs> out. Um, in March, you can pre-order it um, right now. I think March second is the release date. Um, but he, I reached out to him, and he's willing. He'd love to can come back on the the podcast and talk about that. Um, so that may be an episode, f- or not episode, yeah. a season five uh, thing. We he was a great man, great he, interview. He One pissed of my me off episodes. a little bit because he has he has such a way with words, like. I, He's way smarter than I, you and I, David. Back That's... when I back when I tried on this podcast, I used to make like <laughs> <laughs> I used to make memes of people in the episodes. I need to start doing that again, man. It's been a while. Um, but but um he like I I always had a problem finding like the quote for someone's episode. With him, I had ten. Hmm. I had ten possibilities and i was like no one is supposed to be this good with the english language and it like it it just bums me out hard that he was he was that good um he would hate me saying that because no one wants to be um you know thought of in that light but he's he's really good with with his words and so i'm excited to hear from him again season one episode 25 the idolatry of success. <laughs> episode twenty five. I like Sabota, that was before we thought that season should be a thing. <laughs> so right. our season one is ridiculous. Yep. Um, <laughs> one of our goals this season, season five, we want to go back to season one where we have like weekly episodes. Yeah. Um, Remember so when we did that? Our our first our first goal with the podcast was ha- to have like eight in the tank so that. Right. So that if we ever got behind, um, we could we could still pump them out weekly. And now, like, we're it's lucky if we do one every month. Yeah. Um, it's been super crazy transition year. You know, like we we voted, and we're a new church now. And now David and I are co pastors together, and so we're sharing <laughs> an office. And so, like, it just I don't know, podcasting together might it it might become more of a reality again. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll stay we're, tuned. We'll we're, see. We're not going to commit to anything because, well, it's our podcast and yeah, we can do whatever we, can do what we, we want. want to until but we're, we're happy for all of you that are listening. We we're always shocked that people with, actually listen with how many people listen to us. Like we're, we don't, we don't even know. We don't, we don't ever check our stats. We never have checked our stats, but. And we are very open to like, if you want to come on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think I think people think there's like a bit of gatekeeping and we we don't know we don't we don't have an agenda here. We never have. We just like we we've st- got a theme and I still like I still stand by it. The the idea like and I think it's rooted in the kingdom of God that like upside down reality, you know, yeah. like what 
what the world says is success is not actually success and even success as a whole pursuing after that. And so, yeah, we're just trying in every conversation, you know, like that, I don't know, that's our goal. That's our agenda. If we have an agenda is that we don't actually have an agenda. Our yeah. agenda is that we're intentionally unagenda. Unagenda. <laughs> un, yeah. Our like agenda that. is that we intentionally don't have an agenda. I, I pitched early on in this podcast that our listeners should be called uh, failures. <laughs> <laughs> that we can begin every episode with what up my failures <laughs> how, how are you failures doing um it didn't it didn't catch on i don't think it will no one no one likes to be told that you're not a failure <laughs> don't listen to him god loves you just the way you are god loves you just the way you are as a failure <laughs> good okay. job may there might be some be, truth there being unsuccessful um, well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, we're excited for you listening and we hope you'll join us through this very, um, probably non-weekly season season. Um, but for the, it's unsuc- be weekly. For the unsuccessful Every Wednesday podcast, morning. I'm David Libby and I'm Josh Hawk and make sure to smash that button. Like us, follow <laughs> smash us. Smash that like button. Um, <laughs> subscribe <laughs> on iTunes or Google play or yeah, we don't even have our own don't, website. Don't forget to leave a comment on my Instagram page. <laughs> our podcast is hosted at on my website, joshhawkpdx.com. That's true. You can you can leave a comment there and share a meme with me. Memes are all oh. that's getting me through this freaking meme, pandemic. Memes are David's love language. Memes memes are de- memes memes are my serotonin. Like my, right. my I, memes are what's getting me through things. So send me memes. And we will see you next time. All right. Um, well, we won't see you next time again. We got to like our outline. I like the failures. Let's go with that for our failures. Peace like- out, failures. Yeah. <laughs>